sticking with a theme today, and this theme will not become evident yet, by the way. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the main theme, but it's later on in your segment. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Would you rather have edible spaghetti hair that regrows every night or sweat maple syrup? 150% edible spaghetti hair. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because maple syrup, one, would be too sticky for my liking. Yeah. Two, I'm more of a savoury gal. And (laughs) three, I need pasta like I need air. So if I could just chop it off without having to boil it. I mean, this is the question. Do you still have to cook it from Well, I suppose technically, no. Uh, mm. Because, you know, spaghetti hair, it could be edible either way. Yeah, no, true. I would say spaghetti either way, dry or boiled. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, there there are practical uses for both things, but I think ultimately the stickiness would get in the way, I think. That's too the, much. the thing for me. It's, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Plus imagine like windy days and you're on a walk and you're sweating maple syrup. Like it's just lip gloss in the wind is enough for me, let alone maple syrup. So <laughs> I'm sticking with my answer. I'm locking it in. <laughs> And that's your final answer, yes? That is my final answer, yeah. Congratulations, you've won a million pounds. Wow, thank you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy about that. <laughs> oh dear. Hello there, and welcome back to episode three of Quarantine and Biscuits. Uh, I'm joined this week by the wonderful... Molly. Molly, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Molly Wise for anyone <laughs> that wants to stalk her. <laughs> it is, thank you. Uh, okay and molly would you like to give yourself a brief intro just so they know who you are okay um my name's molly wise i met dan probably three or four years ago when i tripped him up in his drama performance when he was dressed as a roman um we've been pals ever since um not really a lot to say on my front I love a bit of food, love a series. Um, yeah, that's it, to be honest. Not a lot to... That's kind of summed up in one. I think that was perfect. Oh, perfect little thank intro. You. Thank you. <laughs> and to be fair, there's, there's a few links there to what we're going to be talking about today. And I think we should probably just dive right into it, because it's quite an interesting one. Yeah. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I will be honest, but me and Molly do have, I don't want to say a love for it because it makes us sound really... Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But an interest. An interest, I would say is a good word. 100%. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about serial killers. Now, I have to put it out there. I do not think any of these people were good in any sense that we're going to talk about today. No, no, no. I know, I know... It sounds silly that we have to put that out there, but just in case everyone thinks, you know, oh, they're a bit dodgy. Um, yeah. No, it's just we've picked out cases that I think are interesting. Some of them I don't know if Molly knows 100%. But basically, having watched a lot of Mindhunter recently <laughs> on Netflix, I'm really back into the whole the serial yeah. killer side of things and the interest in that. So I thought it would be a great thing to talk about, to be fair. It, you know, it's not your average conversation. No, I feel like a lot of people find interest in certain aspects of it anyway. So Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I found a list online of eight of history's most notorious serial killers. Okay, okay. And I thought today that we would discuss those. Not in, like, full detail, because I think you need, like, a full-on hour oh, for this. yeah, if not more. Definitely. You know what I mean? yeah. And I don't think we've got that amount of time, really. No. So I'm going to go through the list of who they think are the... This is their opinion, by the way. There are so many okay, yeah. that I think they might have sort of missed off. There's there's quite a few, I think. Okay. So we'll start off nice and, nice and strong. So number one on their list is Harold Shipman, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Death. Right. Who apparently killed 218 patients. Wow. Okay. Just a quick question before we delve in. Yeah. 
is number one they're like are they going in worst ratings or is this just number one out of eight do you know what i mean i think number one in terms of most famous i think because they haven't really specified right um okay okay Got i you. think they're just the most well known yeah 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 and i think it's just a simple list i don't think they've numbered them in the sense of oh this is number one of the most famous i think it's just a simple way of listing sure yeah yeah that's what i think i mean who yeah. knows <laughs> okay i mean we'll find out shortly so uh yeah exactly we'll find out shortly and we'll, we'll go into it first of all do you know dr harold shipman um no i'm not sure i'm not sure if he's the one i'm thinking he is is he the one that okay. built that hotel or not is that am i thinking of someone no else? that is one that i've got later on oh okay okay I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's but not it's him, not him. No, he is I on this list. Know. Though. I don't know. Right. Well, uh, Dr. Harold Shipman, nicknamed Dr. Death after his horrific killing spree came to light, was sentenced to life in prison after killing over 200 patients. Now, that's the brief Oof. synopsis, um, no. but it's got some stuff here that I can read out to you. Um... One of history's deadliest serial killers was a married family man who managed to squeeze in 218 credited murders. So that's credited. Wow. But I th- it says goes on to say, and as many as 250. So I don't know whether that means, you know, there's loads more after that. <gasps> oh, okay. Harold Shipman began his murderous spree in 1972, and it's believed he killed at least 71 patients while working at his practice and doubled that number at a second practice he joined after butting heads with colleagues who found him arrogant, brusque, and overconfident. Wow. Okay. Uh, it carries on. Finally, in 1998, both a local undertaker and another doctor noticed the unusually high number of cremation certificates Chipman had signed off on. Oh. So he was killing them, it sounds like, in practice, and then just... Oh, that letting is... Them, letting them go. But, I mean... He's, he's jammy. He's jammy. He's signing off his own patients there is a uh, a pattern though because it says here uh they notice striking similarities in the recently deceased patients themselves the majority were elderly women who were found sitting up and fully clothed <gasps> not in bed as you would usually be the case with the gravely ill god which is very odd in itself yeah interesting yeah yeah. Very odd. Yeah, we really are diving in head first, I feel, with this one. Like, that is a lot. Especially, like, he's holding on a job. Two, well, two practices. He's got a family. Where has he got the time? <laughs> I mean... I just don't know. His diary must be... It must have been chock-a-block. There's no... Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, I will point out as well that if I laugh, it's mainly a nervous laugh, but also... It's not poking fun at the actual <laughs> issues themselves. It's just the no. shock of it, I think, is... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so despite... Oh, despite these clues, this initial investigation was shoddily handled, allowing Shipman to kill three more times. So the police obviously couldn't quite nail it. No. And he carried on. Wow. There you go. And this is the the last section of it, which is like the... The conclusion to his story. Okay. Shipman's luck ran out later that year when the daughter of his final victim, lawyer Kathleen Grundy, claimed he'd not only killed her mother, but had also tried to create a new fake will, naming him as the sole beneficiary. Unlike his earlier victims, Grundy had not been cremated, and an autopsy revealed lethally high levels of diamorphine, the drug Shipman used to kill most of his people, like his victims. This is mad, though. He was formally charged with 15 murders and was convicted and sentenced to life without parole in 2000. Shipman died in 2004 after committing suicide in his cell. And he never admitted to any of the killings. So he... There were so many. There is so many. And bearing in mind he started in the 70s and didn't get convicted until 2000. That is a long time. That's crazy, isn't it? And that's a lot of plot twists. Like, that was going one way and then completely switched direction. That's... Yeah, that is crazy. 
But the fact that he's naming himself as the sole beneficiary. So was he doing it for a, a money thing? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Was it a money thing? Were they well off? Or... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it was for the money. There's got to be a pleasure in the murder, isn't there? I think with a lot of mm. the serial killers, there's a pleasure of some kind within Just, the murder. Um, yeah, like control and victory. and. But, I mean, that's one way that he was earning money, I suppose, is... Maybe he... Had, you know, do you think he did that for all of them? Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering. Like, also... Another thing, quickly. Yeah. He wasn't hands-on murdering them. He was injecting, I'm guessing. I'm assuming so, yeah. So I feel like that's not even more sinister, but as in he obviously couldn't do it with his own hands, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean by that? Right. Just so So many people he was just... Are you saying that he's lethally injecting them i don't know that just seems quite a dark path (laughs) do you know what i mean it's weird because in a way obviously that's a that's a peaceful way i don't know is it i i I really don't know Mm. yeah as in like i don't know he didn't have to look into his patient's eyes did he like it's not no so do you think it's a bit of a coward's way yeah yeah more sense. planned Not out in the sense obviously murder yeah that's what i mean like more sister as in how he must have planned it out and like there was a lot of thought behind it clearly right it wasn't yeah. a irrational killing like no. some of them are just like rage but he was planning this you know he had the paperwork down yeah you know yeah i get that completely i know what you changed mean. the will like there was a lot behind it yeah no yeah Wow. Well, moving on anyway into yeah. the next <laughs> the next one. But funny enough, it's keeping with a theme of um, money. Oh, okay. And, uh, right, and I will put this out there. This is one of my... I'm quite interested in this story. Um, and I listened to another podcast called uh, Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah, uh, if yeah, any yeah. of you really like this sort of stuff, like the, the the backstories to the serial killings and all, and not just that, but all aliens and stuff as well, they are an amazing mm. podcast to listen to. And they go into a lot of these stories in so much more detail than what we are now. We're literally brushing the surface very, very briefly. Yeah. This one in particular, they do a very good episode on. And this lady, so it's her, a lady, a lady killer. Uh, she was nicknamed Lady Bluebeard. Oh. Okay. Now, her name was Belle Gunness. Okay. Do you do you know her? No, name rings a bell, the Bluebeard nickname. Um Okay, well basically she was a big lady from Norway. Why? With a murderous appetite. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically she immigrated uh to America from Norway in 1881, settling down in Chicago, where she married a fellow Norwegian immigrant. The couple had four children, mm. two of whom died young, and oh, ran a candy store. Mysterious. Of all things. Oh. That's, that's, I, okay. I don't know why that makes it a bit more terrifying. Not liking... Yeah, not liking this no, vibe, I It gets say. crazy. Her story is crazy, and uh, yeah, you'll know why later on. By the 1900s, or by 1900, the store had mysteriously burned down, and Gunnis's husband was dead. Although both happened under suspicious circumstances, Gunnis was able to collect multiple insurance policy payouts, allowing her to purchase a farm in Laporte, Indiana. So I think you can see where this is going. Yeah. Um, she was a big insurance hustler, shall we say. So yeah. she killed people for insurance. Uh she quickly remarried and just eight months later her second husband died <laughs> right sensing a pattern Gunnis yeah uh, Gunnis claimed that he received a fatal burn from scalding water and had been hit on the head by a heavy meat grinder <laughs> sounds plausible <laughs> <laughs> completely plausible um, while an inquest was held no proof of foul play could be produced <laughs> leading to another hefty insurance payout. Classic. She then began placing newspaper advertisements in search of a third husband, 
with the requirement that potential suitors had to visit her on the Indianan farm. So, sorry, she was advertising for a new husband? Yes. So, back then, obviously, they have, like, these, you know, like, in the newspapers, they have, like, lovers' columns, you know, where you can put, like, a lonely hearts type thing. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes more, yeah, okay. Fairs. And she was obviously putting it in the paper to find get people in. Right. Um, obviously, to give love and support to them. And nothing dodgy at all. But only in her secluded farm. <laughs> but only on her secluded farm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's what you want, really. Yeah, in 100%. Any, in any relationship. <laughs> um, several prospective suitors made the trek, only to disappear forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, just one made it out alive, so only one of them survived, after reportedly waking up to see a sinister-looking gunner standing over him. Now, obviously, that might not sound scary, but I, I do want to point out, and if any of you want to search this up, look up Belle Gunness. The woman looks at... You know what? I just looked at a photo of her. She looks a bit like Miss Trunchbull from Matilda, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except she's got a bit of a murderous look in her eye, like a full-on... She just looks like she'll do harm. Um, and she was huge. Like, she's a, a very tall lady that's also very quite stocky and muscly. So, you know, you waking up and then seeing your beautiful, beautiful suitor, Gunnis, standing over you, it can be quite terrifying. I can imagine that would be mortifying, to be honest with you. I'm going to Google her now. Yeah, Google her and then let me know what you think of the photo. Oh, she comes straight up. Oh, right, yeah. Do you see what oh, I mean? Very mistrunchable vibes. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. On but the same page. Got the, she's definitely got those vibes, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and the story continues. Nobody knows for certain just how many people Belle Gunness murdered, but it seems she herself met a grisly end. In February 1908... A fire devastated the farm. I'm sensing a pattern. There's a lot of fires in her story. Um, a fire devastated the farm. Oh. Amongst the wreckage were the bodies of Gunness's remaining children and a decapitated corpse of a woman. Oh. Although officials identified the remains as Gunness, doubt quickly spread as the body was much smaller than the tall, heavy set bell. <laughs> The search for her... What? No, just this is taking a turn. It takes a turn. This is what I'm saying. I really have an interest in this one because it's just ridiculous. But it carries on. Um, So the doubt quickly spread as the body was much smaller than the heavyset bell. The search for her missing head, which never turned up. So that's a thing. That's never appeared. Wow. So we don't know whose this corpse was. Right. Led to the gruesome discovery of almost a dozen bodies, including the missing suitors and several children. <gasps> she went she went crazy. Uh, Ray Lamphere. Sorry if I butcher any of the names in advance, by the way. No. Uh, a former farmhand that she had hired. A, oh, no, she had fired a few years earlier and later claimed was threatening her life. Was arrested and tried for crimes. But was only convicted of arson. Bell's true fate remains unknown, although unverified sightings continued for decades after her death. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. so strange. Um... So she's got away a with it. I don't... In a sense, yeah. because... I don't... They don't think it was her. Like the body. So, so they think she is still out. <laughs> to this day, Yeah. <laughs> Well, well yeah. maybe not to this, I, I mean, quite a long time She's ago, but she was out there for a long yeah. time after. And apparently there was loads of sightings as well. Crazy. So I wonder if, I mean, she could have still been killing, just not on her secluded farm in Indiana. Like, she could have just been a travelling. Well, yeah, exactly. She could have been anywhere. Right. Okay. I'm going to speed through some of these. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I think I've told you about. And it's one I've had an interest in. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That sounded so, weird. Not for those as in don't like know. Ed Gein, my fa- no, you know, that... my boy. As in like, <laughs> oh, yeah. My yeah, guy. My guy. Um, as in like, 
you know, if you're a Silence of the Lambs lover, again, bit of a weird one, but I am. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I just feel like you need to know about Ed Gein. 100%. Um, he basically, yeah, he inspired films such as Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, sure. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. all sorts. Now, I'm not going to go too much into the story because it is quite a, a long one. Yeah. Um, he was abused as a child by an alcoholic father. He had, th- he had a lot of mummy issues was the main thing as well. Uh, he lost his father and his brother and his mother, by the way, within a five-year period. So it was quite a rough time yeah. for him. And I don't think he was the, the sharpest tool in the shed, shall we say? I mean... Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, but he was left alone on their family farm. Uh, where he eventually cordoned off parts of the house, turning it into a shrine of sorts to his mother. Yeah. Now, this is a, a fact that, I mean, when I get into it in a second, he um, he kept his mother's room in perfect condition. Like, it was like she'd never left. But the whole other parts of the, the barn slash house were an absolute sty. It was just disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how he kept that so clean and pristine when everything else was just going to pot, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, right, yeah. So and another thing that I found really interesting with this, he effectively told people, because people started going missing uh, in the town. Mm. Uh, I would definitely look this one up because there's a massive story behind it, um, if anyone's listening to this and thinks it's quite interesting. But basically, in his local town, he was considered a bit of a... A simple fellow. So people were like, oh, it's Ed. Don't worry. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about Ed. Yeah. So when when people start going missing, like uh, a few people went and he was turning around saying, oh, yeah, I've got them. They're on my farm. Mm, yeah. No one believed him. No. At all. And it's amazing how that was the case. And he kept on saying it and no one believed him until finally... Uh, local police arrived at the farm following up on a tip regarding a missing hardware store owner, mm. Bernice Warden. They discovered Warden's headless corpse hanging upside down from the rafters. Now, I want to, yeah, I don't want to make my listeners too uncomfortable, um, but I will say it is. Imagine like a hell house. This is it, and the craziest thing is the police went there and it was pitch black so there was no power because he just yeah he lived like a an animal basically there was nothing um there's no power in the house so when they went in there and looked in the the building the police were effectively mm. blind going in there until one of them walked into that like vi- like physically he walked bumped into it. into it yeah could you imagine no <laughs> like it's beyond crazy isn't it yeah no it definitely is um yeah i think he i think he was the inspiration not inspiration wrong word to cut that out dan as in like he <laughs> um i think he was based off of like three characters were based off him and his story like film characters um yeah. because it was such a like weird story and like the fact that he was trying to undergo a sex change. There's so many. Like I say, when I say that you need to look this up. Yeah, there's you, so much you have to, this. to look this up. Because yeah, obviously definitely. I'm aware I don't want to you know, don't want to waste too much time of it, but there's there's so much to it and I think it is very interesting. Yeah. Um for those that do have an interest in this side of things, it's just psychologically it's mad. It's crazy. Mm, it is. Um but basically if you've also seen American horror story, uh, I think it's Asylum. Uh the can't remember the guy's name but the guy with the glasses mm. is in all of them people are going to be screaming at me like how do you not know his name um he effectively in that scene he has a lampshade made of skin yes yeah and that was taken straight from this because when they searched the property they found it literally it was just body parts were being used for everything yeah uh, and like i said i don't want to go into too much of the detail but there's a lot of detail and I do recommend you have a read of this story yeah, or definitely. again, find it on that podcast I mentioned earlier. Cause they do like a four part, like I say, they do a massive, like three, four part hour long thing. You know, mm. I'm only trying to fit this into like two minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and that's, that's pretty impossible. It's definitely worth a look into. Mm. Um, uh, I'm going to cut into some of the other 
the other ones very yeah. briefly. I'll cover them because I think we know them. So John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy, do you know? Yes. Yep. Yes, I do. This is this is the guy is the reason why clowns are scary for a clowns, lot of people. Clowns, yeah. Mm. He effectively went on a killing spree and he was also a child's party clown. So, yeah. You know, I'm sorry if you've got a fear of clowns and this is bringing up a lot of bad memories. Yeah, I'll be honest. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, again, another crazy story. Just... Mm. But I and can see why it's in this it. list. Yeah. He got away with it for so long. Yeah. Like, it, ridiculously long. Yeah. And he, apparently he kept on trying to appeal and saying that he was, like, insane, effectively. Yeah. But that failed yeah, eventually. Yeah. And he was convicted on 33 counts of murder and executed by lethal injection in 1994. Mm. Oh, a year before I was born. That's terrifying. That's actually really yeah, I know. crazy. Um, but yeah, another interesting one. He's a terrifying one. clown as well. Terrifying. Like he's not. Uh, he yeah, preyed he on just a lot looks of odd. people, a lot of teenagers and stuff as well. A lot of young boys as well. well. And, yeah. And he buried them all in his house. Like... Under yeah. the floorboards. And the wife, who's now ex-wife, obviously, complained about the odour <laughs> for years, but Gacy kept oh. basically saying it was down to moisture and, you know, like, damp. Crazy. Oh, that is... <laughs> Can you imagine? It's down to moisture. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean, saying the word moisture is also a disgusting word, so that is just... <laughs> that mixed is not good. Not no, good. not in the slightest. Um... So the next one I've got on the list is Jack the Ripper. Now that's obviously a very well known one. I think everyone knows about yes. that. Uh, yes. Still don't know who did it. There was all sorts nope. of theories behind it, and there still is loads. Uh, but I'm not yeah. going to spend too long on that one because I think everyone knows about that one. Yeah. It's the same case for this one, which is Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, classic. That's on their list. Yeah, he was just, just crazy, and his story again is crazy. Do you know what? Yeah, even though he, it was more like the fact that he escaped mm. jail so many times. That is, the it more, sounds like it was a film. Not more shocking, but it's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous that you can't believe it happened. Hundred percent. No, that many times. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to get into too much detail again, but yeah, no, no. Yeah, so his story is very one. I would search it up though, and I would do your own research online and. Again, listen to the. I keep shouting out this podcast, but it is a great podcast, and I think you should go and listen to that. Um, they go into mm. full detail about that, and it's crazy. I mean, you've obviously got the TV programs, yeah. but I don't think they go into enough detail. Like, no, Ted Bundy tells tell you the story very well, but not not in great great detail. Exactly. Um, next one is Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I really recognise him. Who is he? Well, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer committed his first murder in 1978. He, I think he's known as he, the guy that killed the jogger. So there was a jogger that kept running past his house and he eventually killed him. But, um, <laughs> right. He he was, there's a lot more to it, but he uh, he basically killed from the age of 18 right up to 1991 as well. Sure, that's... So that's a you know that's a long period. That of time. is a long period. He lived a shiftless life, dropping out of college and the army, and living with various family members before being kicked out by his grandmother and setting uh, and settling in Milwaukee, Milwaukee apartment. Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> I apologise for the butchering of the names. Uh, <laughs> three years before 1991, like before he was arrested, and with oh several murders under his belt. Dharma was convicted of drugging and sexually attacking a young teenager. Uh, after serving only a year, he was released after a year. Oh. And continued his oh. killing binge, which focused almost entirely on young non-white men. Um, but he is one of the biggest ones because there's the, he ate his victims as well. So he's, yeah. again... Okay, another, I know who you mean now. Another massive story. Mm. and you know he is there's quite a tale there that's well worth a, a sort of reading i to. think i think he dabbled in um necrophilia as well that might be i might be thinking of someone else but i'm pretty sure it was him. uh no that was him he 
I mean, dabbled is an interesting phrase, uh, but yes, it, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As in, like he he didn't eat all his victims, and he didn't do no. that to all his victims, but he sometimes, if he fancied it, he'd do it. Like it was just a bit exactly, sporadic. which was really crazy. <laughs> sporadic. Do you say sporadic? Right <laughs> yeah. Sporadic. Yeah. Absolutely fine. I thought I'd get it wrong. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, yeah he was dark, a very dark individual, and uh, there was a lot of yeah a lot of issues there, shall we say? But again, I can see why he's in this list that they've created because I think he's one of the more well known. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of people that sure. have since done you know done things as horrendous, but he was one of the first, and you know he set that whole thing in motion. So mm, yeah. Okay, and then last but not least. The one you said earlier. It's H.H. H. Holmes? Yes. Or Holmes? Yeah. Uh, a pharmacist who built a murder castle. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Go on. Do you, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I, I know bits and bobs. I think he... I got confused because I think he killed a lot more people. Like, I think it was nearer to... Um, more like over a thousand people by the end of it. Or they reckon it was. Like, they don't know for sure. But he yeah, effectively was, yeah. built, like, it's a, it was effectively, wasn't it like a gas chamber? Pretty well, much. it's basically a whole it was, house. Yeah, it was a house and he would have guests, but he yeah. just gassed them all. Yeah, a secretly turned, yeah, so he had a three-story uh, three inn that he secretly turned into a torture chamber. Some rooms yeah. were equipped with hidden peepholes, gas lines, trapdoors, and soundproofed padding, while others... Others featured secret passages, ladders, and hallways, and led to dead ends. Yeah. Uh, there was also a greased chute that led to the basement where Holmes installed a surgical table and a furnace, oh. and even a medieval rack. Oh, no. It's not the one, is it? It's just... That is terrifying. Like, the amount of people that he killed from that. And it's the fact... The fact that he used soundproof padding. I don't know. That just makes my skin crawl i don't know why but you can only imagine having a surgical table i think table. it's because he had the intention didn't he yeah it was that he knew what he was doing oh he built yeah a house for it yeah that's the crazy element yeah no and i think crazy. yeah it can't be quite i mean i imagine that's probably the again another idea that a lot of horror stories and stuff use nowadays you know like horror films i would have thought so yeah you know uh, i mean obviously like bare bones i mean there was a really bad film i can't remember it was like waxworks or waxwork museum i can't remember what it was called um but it's the same sort of concept you know it's getting people trapped in a place there's traps everywhere you, you know what it's sore isn't it effectively yeah pretty much and i was about to say like i managed to link everything to a series but here we go um <laughs> in sherlock as in the benedict cumberbatch series on it's on netflix if you haven't seen it um i think it's like series three you know do you know the one i'm talking about where he it's like a game of whether this man's a serial killer or not so yes, he builds that hospital do you know the one i mean yeah and he builds the hospital and they're like no one would ever think about it if you're the one that's built it and you know it's like this whole game but he's got like secret doors and stuff like that to it so that yeah. he can kill them essentially yeah which effectively is very morbid but yeah the same sort of idea yeah exactly and i think with a lot of these they've all kind of inspired and it, you know you said about editing out earlier i do think it is the word inspired is the word i think there's a lot of people horror film wise that have created mm. horror films that are loosely based on some yeah, of these yeah, yeah. aspects. And I think they, you know, for better or for worse, they've had an impact on that industry, you know, the film industry and stories yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just crazy, though, isn't it? I mean, Ooh. that's only eight, by the way. 100%. So there's so many more. And obviously, <laughs> I've not gone into too much detail. And I know I keep saying it, but I'm trying to, you know, not dwell on it for too long and also give you some information. No. But, it, yeah. Something slightly more uplifting and positive now, just to really, you know, throw that in the mix. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to uh, a personal favourite, 
of mine. I say that, I mean, there's only been three episodes and I've done it three times. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go into top tens. Now, last week for Ellie, we did the top ten songs uh, of all time and the reasons why. But this week, I thought, and this is why it links to the opening question that I asked you <laughs> right at the start. Yeah. We would go into your top ten favourite meals slash dishes of all time. Amazing. And why? Yeah. This is so up my street, I cannot even begin to tell you. Um, do you want me to start now? Should I just dive yeah, in? go for it. Sure. Okay, well, I feel like, first of all, I should say, I always have my last meal answer prepared, because I feel like that's such a good question for people to ask you. Like, what would your last meal be? Yeah. So I'm going to start off. I feel like that's a good place to start. So we're going to go from there. Okay. <laughs> so my last meal, I don't know if you've um, been, but it's this restaurant called The Real Greek. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Okay. You need to go. We will go. It's so, so nice. Um, basically, my starter from there, they do like these meze platters, essentially. And you just pick like six different things and it comes up. It's all like fresh dips. There's like, you can just imagine it's like fresh hot hitters. There's like chickpea hummus and falafel. It's just, it's insane. The works. <laughs> the works. Um, and then, do you know what? I think this is a very... I don't think a lot of people would agree. Okay. But my main meal, my favourite of all time, is pie and mash. I like pie and mash. I think it's a great show. But I'm going to say it now. Yeah, I think it's dish. basic, but I think it's got everything you need. Do you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I agree. Very, very comforting. Um, it has to be short crust pastry, though, not puff. <laughs> like, don't don't blaspheme. And it's got. A, I, can't, um, I can't be dealing with just a lid. It's got to be the whole pie. Oh, you know what I mean? It's got to be the whole... The bottom is the best yes. bit. So it has to be in sealed within a short crust heaven. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, again, like I said at the start, like I'm not really a sweet tooth kind of gal. So yeah. I would probably chuck out a dessert and I'd just, I'd just whack in a cheese board. Like I just... You just can't go wrong with a cheese board. Absolutely not. A bit of brie, some crackers, a bit know. of chutney. You're not, you're not feeling it. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I, yeah. But you'd rather no. a pudding. I'd rather you'd a pudding. You'd rather a dessert. But I mean, so how many How many is that you've said now? That's... Oh, that's three. <laughs> that's three, isn't it? I have, I have things prepared for this, yeah. I'm so... Um, well, I mean, fair enough. I, yeah, cheese board, no. I can't. But carry oh, on. I no, love, you, you go. Love. You do you. <laughs> Okay, I'm feeling myself, so I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> um, number four, I just, again, pasta is life, so I'm going with a prawn linguine. Ooh. I think it's staple. I love seafood, and it just has everything in one for me. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Um, shepherd's pie, classic. Can't go wrong. I was going to say, I'm seeing um, a lot of classic dishes. This is, this is quite nice to see. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it's there. It's just British, isn't it? Like, it's just mince, mash, veg. Not a lot yeah. to it. Worcester <laughs> sauce, beautiful. Um, just on the Italian theme, because I feel like you can't not love Italian food. Yeah. Um, there's this place in London called Chiquetti's, which is absolutely insane. And they do, like, um, kind of like a tapas, but for Italian food. So you get Ooh. all, like, little dishes that is it's just amazing like i'm devastated it's not open at the moment or i don't live close enough to get takeout do you know what i mean yeah um i haven't got any more prepared so i'm gonna go off the top of my head um I how many is that that's five isn't it so you I need five more one two three four five. Oh no i've done six. Oh no one, two. i've done six. One, two, three, four, five. yeah that was six um i'd go for i live in hartford and like old siam if you love a tie is the best so i'd go for like i've still not been there 
I'll be honest. You, you've not. Okay, nope. we need to go there as well. Um, yeah, again, just like a red Thai curry and coconut rice. Fair enough. Bang. Sounds good. Um, roast dinner. Roast dinner you can't go wrong with. No. Again, very British. Yep. Got to have a Yorkshire pudding. Oof. That's the only thing I'd say. Like, I feel like the only thing with roasts is everyone's so specific to what they want. So... I, for me, like if I was having roast chicken, I'd need all the trimmings. Like I'd need the stuffing with that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like otherwise that's just not hitting it for me. Or if I was having roast lamb, mint sauce is required. Yeah, yeah, me? it's needed. Yeah, otherwise it's just not worth having, no. in my opinion. Um, each their own, each their own. <laughs> no qualms. Um Oh, God, I'm trying to think now. I feel like I've covered all bases. Like, take... I'm trying to think, like, out of my favourite takeaways, yeah. I feel like you just can't go wrong with the Chinese, oh, let's face God, it. it. Like, a greasy... A greasy Chinese is all you need in life. I was waiting for it. Um, yeah, it has to be mentioned. It has to. 100%. Um, pizza Express, cows only pizza. Another staple. Doubles. You know, it's all there. <laughs> Yep, yep. Um, to be honest, Dan, really hard because I like everything. The only food I don't like is, oh, you know the only food I don't like is um, capers. You know those little pickled flower buds, which when I say it, oh, yeah. just doesn't sound edible anyway. So I don't or feel appealing. guilty for saying it at all. But that is the only thing I can... I can categorically say I don't like. Well, look, this is your top ten, and if you don't like something, you don't need it. You know, you. Get I don't that out need it. Here. Throw it out. Get out, girl. Um, I'm gonna go with the risotto as well because I feel like stodge, stodge is good. Any kind of stodge is good. And risotto's got so much flavour in it. It does. You know I mean? Like a good, a good, a good mushroom one. risotto, is hard to beat, in my opinion. I don't know how many I've done. I've got a bit lost on myself, but I think essentially I'll, I'll, I'll just finish... think of the food. I'm yeah. Essentially, I'm going to finish off with. I need a carb in every meal, so if it has okay. carbs, I'll eat it, and I don't <laughs> feel like it's a meal if it hasn't got a carb. And that's how I'm going to finish this because the only bit of advice you need. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. I think that was a yeah. really good list. It's a strong list. There's, a, there's some good meals in there as well. I feel, yeah, I feel like I got a bit too enthusiastic about it, but I am now <laughs> here hungry. We are. I know. And same. I, you know what? I was just thinking after after our initial conversation, you know, mm. about the whole the serial killers and stuff, and then going into what's your top <laughs> ten favorite meals? I I realize this podcast is a varied podcast, isn't it? <laughs> but i feel like that's the best way to go like you know we've started on a bit of a low yeah we've ended on a positive you can't no one doesn't like food it's not a thing do 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 what's on your radar That was beautiful. I mean, <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh, sometimes I think to myself, why? <laughs> what? Why do I do this? But essentially, this section is a, a place for you to tell me about something you've listened to, you've watched, or mm. you've read, or you've seen. It could be anything that you think you know, anything that's popped up on your radar that you think should be on somebody else's. Okay. Mine is going to be, I feel, slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, bear with me. I just need to explain why. Um, people, <laughs> okay. since quarantine has began, I have not done anything with my life. Um, so I'm a pretty boring person. I have a fear of watching new series. Like I have the fear that I'm not going to like it. So I rewatch the same thing. <laughs> so okay. it's very hard for me to tell you something new because I don't watch anything new. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Fair enough. So I'm gonna go with. Hear me out. 
Mm-hmm. Bear with me, because I feel like these are things people need in their lives. Now, I was going to say TikTok, but I know you did this with Pierce the first week. You spoke briefly about TikTok. I did, but I know you have a however, love for TikTok. How I, I do, I do. Um, however, there is a lady on there. She's called the Pasta Queen, and she does like one minute authentic Italian recipes. It's, it's just amazing like honestly i recommend it so much and she might even have a youtube like i'm not too sure but she's just worth downloading tiktok for so what was her, her name are insane i think she's called the pasta queen some right. yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it is i mean that's but combining just... two of your favorite things there, isn't it? you know you've got food exactly. and you've got tiktok, TikTok you... and food yeah yeah exactly and carbs so <laughs> um the next thing mm. um I there's more there's there's more I've got three (laughs) things but they're all very brief so sorry about that hey don't hey Um, whatever's out there you go for it sure okay there is a girl on YouTube and I just feel like I need to need to tell the world about her because I feel like we and her are the same person but she's lives in Northern Ireland right um she's called Olivia Neal and we basically just she just doesn't do much but she's just a very funny person to watch and if you need a pick me up she's a very good person to watch so i'm just gonna say olivia neil you okay. do your thing you don't have to watch it i'm just letting you know it's funny and then the last thing and i feel like this is the most vital thing dan cut me off if you feel like this is too much okay now i'm worried yeah you should be um so basically i'm a very light sleeper and I hate having a blocked nose. Like I just do. Like it's a thing. Okay. Um, honestly, life-changing. This is why I feel like I need to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Sudafed nasal spray. Hear me out. Hear me out. Sudafed nasal spray, blocked nose. Swear to God, it keeps your nose absolutely wet as a whistle, but as in like not blocked. You can breathe in and out for eight hours straight. And I feel like come flu season, or if any of you get coronavirus, you will thank me later. So I just needed to put that into the universe. I I have no words. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought you might say that. And I told people that I I would say like Sudafed nasal spray on this. And they were like, Molly, Dan will never invite you back. And I was like, I know. I, I just love that. It's almost like you were sponsored by Sudafed there. You you said that was such... Literally, I was thinking direction. about doing Sudafed for my plug. And then I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> well, if Sudafed would like to sponsor this podcast, by all means. Yeah, yeah by all means. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a very nice, varied radar section, I think. And I, I'm very... Thank you. Although you can okay. cut half of that out. That's absolutely fine. Oh, no, it's I just all feel in like there. You need to keep the Sudafed thing in. Because it's it all w- in there. Honestly, it will change lives. <laughs> like it will. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, I've got a very quick recommendation as well, myself. So my recommendation uh, is Blowing the Bloody Doors Off by Michael Caine, and it's his autobiography. <laughs> and it's just a fantastic read. I love Michael Caine, and I love everything about him on and off screen. I think he's just... He seems to be such an amazing person. I think if anyone's looking for a good read, read that because it's bloody interesting. It really is. Yeah. Not just for fans, but I think anyone. It's just a really good, good read, good little read. And uh, little yeah, read. that's my recommendation this week. It's nice, short, and simple, really. I think. <laughs> um, right. And now, another one that I will definitely make a jingle for at some other date. <laughs> yeah is this one do 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 what's your plug i'm just gonna keep that <laughs> keep it in that was so funny but there we go uh so what's your plug so this is a chance for you to plug anything you're working on you're working with or any charities you support or anything of any kind that you have some involvement in and you'd like other people to be involved in with too okay so this one for me, I found really hard just because I, I don't have a very interesting life. Therefore, I don't have much to plug for you. Um, but I feel like the topic of... Sorry, it's going to get a bit deep. I'm not a deep person either, so bear with me. Um, I just feel like the topic of George Floyd should be mentioned. Um, I won't say too much on it. I just mm-hmm. think if you're listening and you haven't heard about it, please, please Google it. 
please sign the petitions. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that. And the other thing I wanted to plug, I don't know if loads of people know about, like I'm not too sure if people know about this or not. I feel like maybe it's quite a well-known charity, but who knows? It's called um, Smalls for All. And okay. it's effectively where you donate like old bras and knickers or not necessarily old, but something you're not using anymore or, and you essentially donate it and it goes to um, younger girls in need or especially in Africa and like right. um, poorer areas where they can't maybe get their hands on, you know, essentials such as them. Um, they do loads of different things for them. Hmm. Um, and it just means like young girls wearing underwear are less likely to be attacked. Um, and they also go to like people in the UK who are, you know, can't maybe afford um, to buy essentials such as underwear. Um, and it's just like high, like hygiene for a lot of people as well. Like a lot of people, um, get a lot of infections so it's just helping people that can't maybe get their hands on essentials such as that which are basics for a lot of us oh. so i just feel like i should mention that yeah no well they are two very sort of strong and very important plugs so yeah no thank you for bringing that on to be honest so, you know, no thank and... you for giving me the opportunity well i mean on, on that note yeah we are unfortunately coming to the end Sad I'm time. so sad. This has been really fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's been have you know great Honestly. having you on. Great to have a catch up as well. Yeah, um, definitely. And what I'll do is I'll put my socials as per in the description, and also any socials that Molly would like in the description. She'll give them to me, and I'll put them in too. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I just yeah. want to point out as well that I've come up with a new way for the audience to get involved. Yes. Well, it's not a new way. I think it's been done before, but it's new on this podcast. Um, in the description below, there will be a link, and that link will take you to Anchor FM, where you can then send me a voice message. And that's a way really for you cool. to ask me a question, or ask my guests a question, or even if you have a topic that you'd like us to talk about in the future, then that's your place to send it. And the ones that uh, I do use will also be used in the podcast themselves. So you also hear the people that are listening and you might even hear yourself on a podcast, even if you're not a guest. So I thought that would be a a fun little way to get the audience involved. Yeah, no, that's so cool. I think it's great that you've done that. But uh, yeah, well, I think that's us coming to the end now. <laughs> As yeah. I say, it's been lovely talking to you. And you. And I think... Thank you for having me. Oh, thank no, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, happy quarantining, guys. Woo! We'll come into an end, hopefully. Fingers, oh, fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> yeah. But this podcast won't be. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, I think I'll probably put the outro here. Perfect.